0: Welcome to Epileptic Rants. My name's Lucas. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. All I'm going to do is get on here and rant. How is everyone doing today? I hope you consider yourself blessed. I know I do. I was able to wake up and put my knees on the ground and thank the Lord for life. Every day I can do that, I consider a blessing. Anyone who's been tuning in regularly knows that I have a big move coming up. I live in a government program for people with low income and or disabilities, of which I have both. And I've been in this program for about two and a half years. So for the past two and a half years, I've been living in an apartment with a roommate. I've been diagnosed with epilepsy since 2001, and I don't believe I've lived alone ever since 2001. I believe I've always had a roommate or a girlfriend, someone there living with me. What has happened recently, since right before COVID, is my housing provider has told us we have to move. And they're separating us. They're moving us into single person dwellings. So I'm going to have to live by myself. Again, I believe I've said I'm going to be living by myself for the first time in many, many years. To be perfectly honest, I'm scared. But it's something I'm going to have to accept. So what I started doing was research on how to Live Alone with Epilepsy And I found some articles I found an article that says There are many ways to make your home safer in the event you have a seizure These include Cover or replace tile and hardwood floors with carpeting Use electric appliances and devices with automatic shutoff switches Invest in kitchen and living room chairs that have high arms to keep you from falling off install a safety strap in the tub or shower whenever possible cook meals in the microwave rather than on the stove use plastic dishes and utensils and purchase cups with lids to avoid spills now this is a good list there are a few things here that I never would have thought of one being installing a safety strap in the tub or the shower which I probably won't do that. One I've always thought of is cooking in the microwave, but I don't like that as much as I do cooking out of a crock pot and or on the stove. Using plastic dishes and utensils, that's basically just to avoid dropping glass, dropping ceramics, and breaking them, and ending up cutting yourselves on the pieces that might be on the floor and purchasing cups with lids to avoid spills one of the worst things you can have as an epileptic is an open cup because i have myself woken up to many spills due to knocking cups over here's another tip it says always carry identification When you go out, carry a medical ID card or wear a medical bracelet or other piece of jewelry that clearly states that you have epilepsy and list your medications and emergency contact information. This is particularly important when traveling with epilepsy. That's one thing I did recently was invested in a medical ID bracelet. If you have epilepsy, I suggest you invest in one also. While searching through these lists, On these different websites. I see that they basically all include the same things. But there's one thing. One tip. That I found. That has stuck out. That has really seemed to be the one. That should be done. Everywhere an epileptic lives. And that is. Installing the doors so they open outwards. Instead of inwards. Especially on bathrooms. Really, I guess it would be anywhere, because you can have a seizure and fall against a door while you're in a small room, like a bathroom, and it makes it nearly impossible to open the door. So, I found that to be a really good tip. This move is just something that's been on my mind, and it's something that I've been worried about. Living alone is just something that I've been worried about, so I decided to do a little bit of research about it. It's something I've been needing to do for a long time. I just never thought I could turn it into a podcast. I guess, though, as long as I actually did learn something about it, no matter if I did a podcast about it or not, it's still going to do me some good. Maybe just doing it in this format, it does someone else some good also. So, I hope you're having a good day. I'm having a long day. I started this podcast at about 10 o'clock this morning. As of this recording right now, it is 4.48pm and I still haven't put together 12-15 to minutes of content. There have just been a lot of bumps in the road today. I'm still going to put one out though and that's all that matters. The one thing about it taking me so long to make this is it hasn't been a boring day. The day has definitely flown by. I've been busy all day long. I had an acquaintance come by earlier and he spent most of the morning over here just talking. So I spent a lot of time just listening. And that's one thing that I believe a lot of us could do is just listen to someone because we all want someone to listen to us. I believe I wouldn't be doing this podcast if I didn't want someone to listen to me. And I thank you for listening. It having been such a long day, it hasn't been a great day though. I just haven't felt that good. I was feeling good when I woke up. But over the course of the day, figuring now most of the day is over, I really just don't feel that good. I'm just waiting for the sun to go down so I can lie in my bed and go to sleep. These are the curses of having epilepsy. Whenever you just get that one small feeling of not feeling good, you just wonder, is that the first step? Is that going to be that first odd feeling that leads to the aura, that leads to the seizure? This might not be a long podcast today. But, no matter what, I was able to put one out. And yes, I do have some good news. So let's get to this good news story. An affordable housing project delayed by coronavirus will launch next week, providing secure accommodation to rough sleepers in Cambridge, where the high cost of living has pushed people onto the street. The development comprises six micro-homes, which have been installed on land belonging to a local church. The land has been donated to the project for three years, and the properties have been designed to be easily relocated to another free site when the current tenure is up. Each property has a fitted kitchen, living area, bathroom, separate bedroom, and washing machine. Residents can stay for as long as they need and will receive on-site support from the homeless charity, Jimmy's Cambridge. When the units are moved to another location, residents will have the choice of continuing to live in them or moving to more permanent accommodation if they are able to do so. The initiative has been led by the charity, ALEA, which supports development projects with a positive impact. In partnership with Jimmy's and the New Meaning Foundation and Ethical Construction Social Enterprise, One of the main challenges facing people who are homeless is finding affordable accommodation, together with the support to help deal with the causes of what led them to sleeping rough on the streets in the first place, said Mark Allen, chief executive of Jimmy's Cambridge. This project offers both. Six affordable homes, backed up with a team of committed, caring staff and volunteers with expertise in supporting people, dealing with their addictions, building their self-worth, and tackling their mental health difficulties, reconnecting with a strange family, finding employment, and so much more. These new homes will help change people's lives. A 2018 report by Center for Cities, a think tank, declared Cambridge the most unequal city in the UK. In the shadow of its famous university, many people are living rough due partly to a lack of affordable housing. We hope this will be the start of more such innovative projects until there is enough housing for all who need it, said Martin Clark, Group Director of Impact at ALEA. We're excited to finally launch these homes and hope they will make a real difference to people's lives. The homes were funded by grants and donations from public and private sector companies and were built by workers at the New Meeting Foundation, which provides employment for people with experience of homelessness. Building the units offered a great opportunity for training and work experience to 13 young people from a homeless background, building their skills, confidence, and self-belief in the process, said John Evans, director of the New Meaning Foundation. Well, isn't that just great news? That's just a great story. And there's something about these micro-homes. Those have been in the news lately. This is just a good story, especially for someone who has a history of homelessness and who is living in a program right now that helps people with a history of homelessness. This definitely seems like a good project. May the Lord bless it. This is going to be a short post for today. As I mentioned earlier, I started early. I had a lot of bumps in the road today. I had some people come by, and I've done a lot of listening. I definitely don't think there's anything wrong with listening to someone, but sometimes it just doesn't fit your podcasting schedule. But I thank you all for listening to me and listening to my podcast. I hope you all tune back in tomorrow. Hopefully I'm feeling better, but know that... As long as I'm not having a seizure, as long as I'm feeling at least okay, I'm going to try to bring you some good news, and maybe tomorrow I'll bring you some celebrity birthdays. Thank you for tuning in, and may the Lord bless you.